Mike Cernovich is with me. Mike is a filmmaker, internet provocateur, journalist. He's got a great Twitter at Cernovich, Cernovich.com as well. Uh, Mike, it's so funny because I saw your movie Hoaxed, which I watched and enjoyed very much, and we did a big interview on that a while back. You guys can find that online. I saw it was popping up towards the top of the Amazon Prime video uh, feed, and I thought, that's so great, and what a great improvement. And then all of a sudden it's gone. It's been canceled. So uh, you got canceled by Amazon. There is a dark compliment to that, I assume. But uh, what was your reaction? What's going on here? Yeah, we were trending on all the charts. We were and um, people kept messaging me. Oh, my God, like I'm, I'm just getting recommended hoax out of the blue. And it's kind of funny. You become a victim of your own success. So many people are watching it that someone watched it and someone didn't like the message. Yeah, apparently not. And do you have any clarity on how this happened? Because I, I was so thrilled to see it up there. It was up there with some of the biggest blockbuster movies right at the top of, of Amazon, and then now it's gone. Um, did, did they explain to you why it just disappeared? No. So we uh, the backstory of it is that we used a legitimate distributor for Hoax. We didn't self-distribute it or anything like that. And the, the distributor... They said they've never seen anything like this. They said they couldn't believe it. They they told Amazon, they said, hey, what happened? The film's not up. And the, the contact at Amazon said, well, it's not a technical issue, and we're not going to put it back up. And that's that. And that's the only information that they would give. Now, what we believe to be true, and we're working to confirm this with an Amazon insider, is that there was a segment in there um, talking about Amazon's $600 million contract with the CIA and how Amazon is using the Washington Post as sort of its propaganda arm, so to speak, to protect it against any kind of criticism. That way they can get those big contracts. That's my feeling is we were we reported on Amazon and we report on the Washington Post. And because of that, they retaliated. So but wouldn't it be the power move to allow for it to stay up? I mean, isn't that what non-authoritarian countries do? And isn't Amazon just a business? And uh, you know, I always thought Jeff Bezos, even though I find him to be, I really don't like a lot of the stuff he stands for. He at least seems to have had, for the most part, embraced the Michael Jordan mentality of Republicans buy sneakers, too. Uh, but I guess not. Yeah, I was surprised. I, I thought of every platform, Amazon would be the one that it wouldn't get banned. Same, I was same. I told people. Yeah. No, 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 no go, go ahead. I was just agreeing. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that was the one where I was shocked. Like, okay, I could kind of see iTunes. And by the way, we're like charting iTunes. We've been the number one selling documentary on iTunes for days now. We're hitting actually the all-time bestseller list on iTunes. I thought YouTube movies were hitting the top selling list there too. I thought, yeah, there's no way Amazon is going to pull this. That was, to me, a, a surprise that they were the people who pulled it. Yeah, the same here. And it's a very bad sign because I think as we – our national hysteria uh, and meltdown, our national mental breakdown uh, continues. I think we're just going to see more of this stuff. And I just don't, I don't see how there's a good outcome because you just, there's only so much cancellation I think people are going to take. But I have to say, Mike, it, it's the, I, I don't want to make a point to n spend a ton of time dwelling on stuff where I differ with the administration currently because that's all of media does that. But I, I do have to say that I, I thought there would be more focus by 
middle of 2020 on the right in understanding the threat the masters of the universe pose to us. Uh, I was just looking at some of our data over the weekend at, at Breitbart. Uh, Mike, and somehow our homepage traffic is way up. Somehow we're doing well on a lot of the websites that feed us traffic. And yet Google, we're way down. Do you think this is a coincidence in the middle of global pandemic where everyone is trying to put out information that suits the orange man bad narrative? And then all of a sudden Breitbart's Google numbers are way, way down. And it's very tough to prove why, because they're so opaque. Uh, But still, we we just put ourselves on the mercy of the masters of the universe. Right, and these are monopolies too. That's why it gets so tiresome when people say, oh, who cares? Yeah, I wouldn't care if Amazon weren't a monopoly. I wouldn't care if Amazon were not getting taxpayer money for CIA contracts. Sure, it's, it's not like in the small mom and pop shop I'm crying because my DVD's not there. There are only a few platforms now. It's an antitrust issue. And yeah, we've come to, you know, I, I guess I'm sort of jaded at this point where the administration just does not take censorship seriously at all. Every now and then there's a tweet about it, and it just they don't really seem to care, and people, people are getting the message. Look, Ed, uh, th- this is a this is a criticism that is legit. There's nothing behind it beyond that. I honestly think that if people like you and me continue to get censored, who is going to get the message out? You know, Tucker has been very good on this. There's a lot of people out there on the right who have been saying this for years. It's just that how is the message going to get out? How is your message in hoax going to get out? How is our message at Breitbart going to get out if I'm getting censored by Google and you're getting censored by Amazon. Uh, what is the future for the country? It seems like the people in power are not taking this seriously. And I don't understand why they wouldn't. This is the threat. This is the threat. Right. And especially we, we see this with the people criticize Breitbart. Um, CNN just fi- uh, settled a major defamation lawsuit for those Covington kids. CNN blows story after story after story. But if you Google anything, you're uh, just CNN is in your face. You cannot Absolutely. get away from it. And, and they stack the algorithm now where when I try to do research, so for example, with coronavirus, I'm like, well, I wonder what Neil Ferguson was saying in 2005 about SARS or whatever. You can't even find old information now. Everything is whatever the agenda is from CNN right in your face, and there's no escaping it. And with hoax, hoax was a crossover film. You'd seen it. It was quite. Um, it, it's not red meat for conservatives. Whatever, no, you know whatever that would even be. And you no. can't even get that out. They're just going to try to ban it and keep people from seeing the truth. It's about corporate media and there's an element of foreign influence and, and it's it's not about – it's not even a left and right thing. It just takes on – the which is my favorite thing, the, the super elite. That's what it does. It takes on the people who are so – who control so much. Uh, and, and Mike, I got to get your reaction. Have you been following what, what Bill Gates has been saying? Yes. It's a, do you have any thoughts on, on Bill Gates and his theories on how to save us all? Well, I, I have a, there's a lot of nuance because he, I think he is a do-gooder at heart, but he's a do-gooder who has no conception of what it's like to not work for eight, 18 months. Yeah. Um, you know, right. I, I, I've done okay in my life. I, I couldn't afford to not work for 18 months. I don't, I know quite a people who have done well in life and who, I don't know, I, I don't know anybody who couldn't afford to work for 18 months unless you're some kind of mega billionaire. So there is that. Uh, just out of touchness. That's the whole problem with the, the coronavirus and um, COVID-19. Breitbart was on it early. I was on it early. A number of people are on it early. But, and we're the ones screaming now, hey, people are suffering. This is not yes. a joke. 
It isn't a joke when people can't pay their rent, they can't pay their bills. There is food lines like Great Depression. I remember people would say, oh, what if the bread lines of the Great Depression come back? We have them now with those food bank lines. That's right. Stretching miles on Miles end. and miles of people and in their cars. Yeah. You can find the pictures. This is just true. And Bill Gates and so many other people have a glibness and a detachment about that, which is frustrating. So Mike Cernovich is with me, Cernovich, at Cernovich on Twitter, Cernovich with a C. And most important question for today is where can people get Hoax now that it's been canceled by Amazon? Well, for now, Hoax is available on iTunes where it's still the number one selling documentary. It's on YouTube movies. There's platforms called Vudu, which I don't really know about, but it's like a Hulu type of platform. Basically, you can stream it anywhere except Amazon, which again was a surprise to me because I thought it would be the opposite. And another thing, too, I want to point out is there was no pressure campaign to get hoax banned. No reporters were calling for it to get banned. The left-wing activists weren't really calling for it to get banned. So there is definitely something very shady going on, and that's why I really do think it was the the Jeff Bezos, uh, the Amazon, CIA, Washington Post connection that got it flagged. It's just very scary because a lot of people who, you know, I'm kicking around a book idea right now, Mike, and it's just, this is, this could be me, you know, in a year, maybe I'm talking to you on, on your broadcast uh, and we're talking about how I was on and I'm off. Like it's a, and it probably won't be, but it could be because that's the way we live is we turn over all of control of our digital town halls, our, our, our literal town squares in our lives, which to these a handful of tech elite in Silicon Valley. And we just say that you guys just deal with it. You guys are in charge and we're cool with it. And it, most people on the right are somehow cool with it. Well, we weren't. So to clarify that just a little bit, they and this is what upsets me if 10 years ago. They had all told us, oh, you know, we're going to like ban your stuff because if, if we think it's too conservative, we think it has too much truth to it, we're just going to ban it. They wouldn't be these monopolies. They lied to us, and that's why I get so frustrated when people go, well, Cernovich, it's a free market. It's like, no, I know what they were telling us. I'm, yeah. I'm old enough. I'm 42 years old, and I'm sure you're old enough to remember too. They, they told us, oh, no, we love free speech. This is all about free speech. We want to idea. So it, it was a con job that they did on all of us. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about COVID-19 coronavirus. I, you and I seem to be in very similar camps, which is we were very early on saying this is a big concern um, as a virus. And now it is clearly becoming more of a concern for what it's doing to our people, to our economy, et cetera. Um, what do you think are the key stories that are underreported? And what do you think we're spending too much time on at the moment? Yeah, we're doing we're spending way too much time on the blame game. And by we, I don't mean you and me, but the narrative where Jim Acosta is saying, who, you know, Trump, who, who dropped the ball? None of this is helpful. And in fact, we, we pulled up some old stories. I think a Twitter account comfortably smug first found it. But the New York Times early on was saying there's no human-to-human transmission. Basically, everyone blew it. Um, well, not you. I mean, but let's just, let's just say everybody. Let's just, for the sake of unity in the country, say, you know what? We all didn't quite get this right. Some people were a few weeks ahead of others. That's it. We're arguing over two or three weeks. The, the media was maybe three weeks ahead of Trump. Maybe. It was more like they were about a week ahead of him. So all of this, who was at fault, blah, 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 we're not spending up nearly enough time on. Or we're spending too much time on. What we're not spending enough time on is this guy, Neil Ferguson, has this model that, unless this has changed recently, correct me if I'm wrong, it's still out open source. We still don't know the assumptions of the model. We don't know what kind of inputs are going in there. We're just told, oh, yeah, there's this model and we're, we need so we need to pay more attention on what's actually in this model 
And the goalpost moving, this is what galls me so much. Sure. Else. It just really frustrates me. Is I, I'm here again, early coronavirus. Warner, very concerned about it before a lot of other people. But I'm watching the goalposts move. Oh, it's going to be Italy next week. Well, okay, you said that three weeks ago. It's not Italy. Uh, and what we're learning, I think, is that the some places like New York, and we don't know why, doomsday. You know, if we had done shutdowns, doomsday. L.A., though, nobody was doing social distancing. I'm, I'm just telling you, people were out doing their own thing, and it, coronavirus didn't really seem to hit L.A. too much. It's not hitting these other parts of the country. So what we need to really focus on is developing what are called red, yellow, green zones. New York, red Yes, zone. I like that. Nobody's leaving. Yeah, yeah. That's what we need to focus on is, okay, America's a big country. It's geographically diverse. Boise, Idaho is not the same thing as New York City. Los Angeles, in fact, isn't the same as New York. So let's start getting these green zones opened up for business, uh, do some social distancing still. Uh, the good hygiene, improved hygiene is a big help. But let's not pretend that all of the country is New York. See, this is what is such a crucial point, and I think we're going to probably, if uh, if if the patterns over the last few weeks hold, we're going to make this mistake. But it, it maybe we won't, because if you look at New York, if you look at some of the patterns, it's so international and such a tight area where the city literally goes vertically. People living on top of each other. It's got a very functional and highly used uh, public transit system. LA is the opposite. It's horizontal. It expands outward. There's no public transit because the incompetent government has never set it up, but that's a benefit here. Uh, there are just certain things, and Italy has a far inferior uh, healthcare system. Italy also has a lot of these dense areas where there's a lot of people who are older and they're on top of each other. And this is the sort of pat these patterns. If you're fitting these patterns, you get a red or maybe you get a yellow. Uh, and then there are areas that, like South Dakota, where it, it should it should be green now. It's a why does that have to have the same standards? And for some of these governors who are saying, well, we shouldn't have the same standards, they're getting tarred and feathered. Right, and and you mentioned New York too. This is completely not scientific at all. But anybody who's ever gone on the subway, when you walk down the stairs, that air, come on, you can't tell me that the air that you're breathing isn't going to be more uh, cause more contagion of any kind of viruses. Sure. So they they ought to be studying. Just there's something about filthy air. You go down there, the subway turnstiles are dirty. People need to be start talking about, you know, copper has certain kind of air antiviral properties. Maybe there's some kind of nanoparticles that you can spray onto the turnstiles. That's what, but that's how we need to be thinking. And moreover, this is to me, I, I was kind of joking on Twitter, but not really where I'm talking about going full prepper because a pandemic should be easy, Alex. We know they're coming and the state and local governments were not prepared. Everything yes. was about orange man bad, Trump missed it, blah, blah, blah completely no preparation by state and local governments, petty tyrants issuing tickets for people who want to go to church, even when they're in their cars, to have these services. So the level of incompetence at government, I think, is another really huge concern because I'm not going to say I made fun of preppers, but I would kind of roll my eyes like, oh, God, you know, this is yeah. what a weird hobby or whatever. And now I think, okay, what if it were an EMP? What if it were some kind of real problem that because again, pandemics should not be hard. Pandemics should be something that we've drilled over and over again in one hit. So we just know how to handle it. You know, this is where, and I know you've been a big supporter of Breitbart over the years, but we've covered these international virus outbreaks uh, very thoroughly. And, and part of it is because I, I, I always thought something was going to come here, and I'm relieved it's not 
killing people at a faster rate, to be honest with you. I think with we're so globalized, we're so careless about who comes into the country. And of course, anyone who does any thinking is that we were always vulnerable on this and our government was never going to be prepared because we're always in this mindset where we we live off of credit cards in a micro and a macro level, the macro being the way we run our debt and deficit. And I'll tell you, Mike, I, I don't live by all of the principles I'm criticizing here. I mean, I'm not a prepper. I have, I don't have enough stuff for, I don't have 10 year ready to eat bacon. Um, but it is something that we really didn't, um, no one was ready for this and not on a small level, not on a big level. And then everyone just points at Trump and says, he's the problem and washes their hand of it. It's so irresponsible and it's frankly stupid. And it's what's going to make the next one much, much worse. So I, I echo your sentiments there. Let's bring in some callers. Why not? Let's go to Tim, Georgia line two. Tim, welcome to the show. You're on with Alex and Mike Cernovich. Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, as I was listening, your your uh, guys just basically said what what I was going to say, and that is, um, you're right. Different governors from different areas of the country have different situations going on. So, um, as he said, North Dakota is not Florida. These states should be allowed to start up. A lot of these are agricultural states. We don't have high density populations, and the chance for spreading the virus is not equal. So they should be allowed to be doing whatever they're doing, agriculture and that kind of thing. And if you have economic activity starting in those states, the states around them may have an easier time of starting their own economies because they're, you know what I mean? Uh, as opposed to everybody trying to start the, start their own economies at the same time, you know, by a federal government mandate. So you could have different parts of the country already working and back to work again based on the fact that they don't have the same population concerns. Yeah, Tim, so, I, yeah, Tim, I appreciate it. Mike, do you think you see a, a greater pull towards more rural America or maybe people leaving some of these big cities? Do you see any sort of dominoes to fall in that regard? Yeah, I think that our culture has changed, and that's another thing I think you know we all want to think about is homeschooling. I'm, I'm now seeing people who are like, oh, yeah, this sure. is kind of cool. This kind of works for me. People are learning, hey, you don't have to go out to eat every night, right? You, you don't have to go out to dinner all, all the time. It used to be it was an indulgence, a luxury, and I do see people moving from rural areas because I can just tell you that if, if I lived in New York, and I think a lot of people feel this way, you realize, okay, if a if an EMP or something happened, or a, you know, a backpack nuke or something happened, the government is a joke, bro. It, there's no other way to put it. It's just a complete and total joke. It's a complete and total farce, and it's unfortunate because if you ever study theories of government, this is a pandemic is the, the government function because you and me, no matter even with Bill Gates, even if Bill, we had Bill Gates money. This is not the kind of thing that you can do without government. That's what the government's function is for. It's an essential function. National yeah. security, pandemics, they can't even get that right. Yeah, good point. Let's go to Jordan, Virginia, line six. Jordan, you're on with Alex and Cernovich. Hey, guys. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Um, I was just thinking about the way that Scott Adams brings up you know, visual persuasion. Do you think that this whole situation really is a great way to visually persuade the masses that federalism is a better option and that this massive federal government is just a behemoth that is not capable of adaptability like a federalist system would be? Mike? I think the A-B testing um, is what we're, we're getting. This is the beauty, this, uh, the beauty of America is we can look and say, okay, New York, 
doomsday. LA, no social distancing, not doomsday. What's going on? And the, the lack of a centralized response gave us a lot of data to look at and determine that things are wrong. And in terms of centralized information, too, yeah, I mean, our, our Surgeon General told us masks don't work. There's just so much went wrong here that we do need to have a – I don't trust Pelosi to do it, that's for sure. But we do need to have some kind of commission to say, well, wait a minute. The left-wing media outlets were publishing propaganda that masks don't work. That just doesn't make any sense. The CDC was saying it. Now they go, oops, um, they do work, but we just lied to you because we didn't want to create a shortage of masks. And you're thinking, oh, again, I'm just pulling my hair <laughs> so often these days where they're more or less admitting that they were lying to us because they didn't want to cause a run, a run on masks. But then I'm thinking, what you do with your budget? Right. What are you actually doing with this money? We need full audits of everything. Mike Cernovich, really appreciate it. And thanks, Jordan, for the call. Appreciate it. At Cernovich on Twitter and Cernovich.com. Pick up Hoaxed Movie anywhere but Amazon. Show some support. We got to show solidarity with uh, people who are fighting for freedom and uh, fighting against the corporate establishment liars. And Mike does a great job of that. Thanks, Mike.